Welcome to episode 30 of Expresso Bay. My name's Callum, and joining me as always is the vampire himself, Lee. Still not a vampire, but thank you very much for joining me today, Mr. Callum. So, it's been a whole two days. You've managed to turn up on a Tuesday without heat stroke, which is nice. I have, it makes a nice change. How are you doing? Uh, I'm actually doing alright. had plenty of sleep last night, so I'm That's a first. rejuvenated for this. And I've also fully edited my first podcast you have and that was very exciting for you and actually very exciting for me as well for those of you who aren't familiar with the intricacies of editing audio it's surprisingly painstaking and up until now the responsibility of doing that has always fallen to me i have some music technician experience some sound technician experience callum for all his virtues virtue has none um (laughs) (laughs) but we have slowly but surely been teaching you some of the basics and the eventual plan is for you to get your own desktop, which you can more than afford, to be fair. Yes. Um, yeah. And take over some of those editing responsibilities that, so that one week I'll be editing, the next week he'll be editing. But it has unsurprisingly been a slow process because you can only practice when we've got a podcast to edit, yeah. sometimes for a shorter time. And ultimately, it's not a lot of time to practice. But this, as you said, episode 29, which has just been released about an hour ago, was the first one you've edited all on your own. It I, was. I think you asked me about two questions across the entire thing. I did, yes. Ultimately, I think you'd have figured it out without my help. So for both of us, that is very exciting. You've got a little bit more knowledge and skill in what we're doing. And it also takes a little bit of the pressure off of me. Because then you don't have to do all of it. And if you're no. busy, then I can do it. If there are, yeah, if there are some weeks when I just don't have time, I don't have to go, Christ, I need to make some time over the next couple <laughs> of days. Because if not, we're sunk. Yeah, pretty so, much. Yeah, that's a win for everyone. It is indeed. And like I said, I haven't. I mean, I was listening as you were going, and it sounds to me like you did an excellent job, sir. So well done. Thank you very much. I'll take that. Compliments are hard from this guy. <laughs> I'm kidding. They're not. You've got a lot of a bit of work to do, and a little bit of work to do in splicing. But that yeah. wasn't too challenging the podcast to edit anyway. Happily, no. Thank and God. you'll learn more and more as you go. That's the only way to learn is by doing. That is very much true, sir. So enough about me. What about you? Have you been? Over the last two days, um, <laughs> not too bad. My leg is done. Still crippled. Yeah, I'm hobbling quite interestingly, which is good fun. Tiny Tim over here. Yeah, it's. Um, I think oh. it's a vestige from when I screwed up my leg when I was but a child. Um, but it tends to heal quickly enough. I'll probably be hobbling around for another couple of days and then I will be straight back to normal. So I can't complain too much about that. That's good. I do have more things to talk about, of course. I always have something to talk about. But I think first and foremost, we'd better get in to last week's riddles. I think we should. So, would you like me to go first? Uh, yes, you can go first. As you may recall, if you've been listening recently, as you may recall, because we've just gone over it. We have. My riddle to you, sir, was, as I was going to St Ives, I met a man with seven wives. Each wife had seven children, each child seven cats, each cat seven kittens. Therefore, I asked of you how many people were going to St. Ives. And my response was, I think, one. And that would be correct. After much calculation. As I was going to St. Ives. Yes, I was the only one going to St. Ives. Everyone else was purely coincidental. Excellent. And should I just refresh everyone's memory of mine? Yes. So, my riddle was, I take you by night, by day I take you back. None suffer to have me, but do from my lack of. What am I? I think probably lack my lack of, yes. Probably just lack rather than lack of, I think From it's meant to rhyme. Oh yeah, 
Well, I asked, what am I? That's it. I said sleep. And you'd be correct, sir. I'd be correct. So that leaves me again half a point or a pity point, however you want to put it ahead. So you're five and I'm four. I'm on to five and you're on four and a half. So I maintain a slender lead. You do. So should we do the next riddle? I think we'd better do the next riddle, sir. Would you like to start or me start, sir? I'm happy to kick us off. Excellent. So my riddle to you this week, Mr. Callum. Yes, hit me. Derek, Darren and Dean all call me their brother, but I am an only child. Who are we? Derek, Dennis and Dean. Yeah. All call me their brother. Yeah. But I, Callum, am an only child. Who are we? <laughs> I'll come back to that at the end of the episode. Absolutely. You've got some time to think. I don't think I'm going to get that one. I'm going to make it last slightly easier by saying the names are not particularly... No. The, the fact that the names all begin with D is not relevant. No. So it could have been Dennis, Alfred and Murdoch, I don't know. Yeah. Right. Time for my riddle. Yes, time for your riddle, sir. The more you cut me, the bigger I grow. What am I? <laughs> that is slightly sinister, sir. Uh, the more you cut me, the more I grow. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to contemplate that one. And as with you, I will give an answer at the end of the podcast. Anyway, answers to the riddles aside, as ever, Callum... I have a little something to talk about. Yes. I always have something to talk about. I never shut up. You do, sir. And my little interesting factoid to you is about a gentleman called Anthony Lofredo. Yes. He's, he's French, apparently. Presumably should be Anthony Lofredo or something. <laughs> but anyway, yes, a gentleman called Anthony Lofredo. Yeah. Our listener. Our listeners. <laughs> our listeners. Our listeners may have heard of him before. I'm going to assume you haven't. Okay, carry on. Is that correct? I haven't, no. We will post a picture to coincide with the release of this podcast, but obviously that is not for a week yet. So any of you watching are getting a little bit of a heads up. It's a gentleman who is an extreme body modifier. Okay, yeah. And when I say extreme, I mean extreme. Like dermal implants and all that sort of... Yeah. Yeah. I've seen him before. So Anthony Anthony Lafredo is also referred to as the black alien. He's not black, but he's covered head to toe in tattoos, has had his ears removed, his nose removed, his upper lip removed, and two fingers of his left hand removed to make it reminiscent of a claw. He now also wants to have one of his legs removed. Why? And in the midst of all this... He's getting very upset that people don't just treat him like a normal person. Well... I'd like to add, by the way, but when I say he's got all of his bodies tattooed, that includes his eyeballs. How do you even... Oh! Yeah, he's got his eyeballs tattooed, green. Yeah. It's... It's an interesting sight. Hmm. And it does it does bring some sort of interesting questions into, firstly, how, how far is too far when it comes to body modifications? Yeah. I can't answer that one myself. No, because that when you start if you start saying people can't modify their bodies, that brings all kinds of trouble. Trouble, trouble especially into the notion of people who are like, for example, non-binary or transgender. Yeah, I can't pretend to personally understand all of that, but I certainly wouldn't want to do anything that would um, that would jeopardise their rights to being who they believe they are, their, their, their rights to freedom and self-expression and being true to oneself. Yeah. That being said, I also don't believe you can turn yourself into a black alien 
<laughs> and then get upset that people don't treat you like a normal person. No. It's like if you've gone out of your way to look completely different, mm. you, you took it upon yourself, basically. Yes, it's not the same as somebody who is born different or injured. This is a person who has deliberately made, made themselves look like, well, literally, like an alien. Yeah. That's just correct. I don't get yeah, Your eyeballs tattooed. Mm. Yeah. Out, 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 he must have been out of it. But what particularly interests me is that he was getting, he wants to get his leg removed. Now, I don't understand that either, but there is a movement, and I'm not sure how I feel about it personally. Mm. I don't know if you've heard of it, called trans-disabled people. No. No? Now, this is, this is a bit more contentious, so I will be as delicate as I can be. Because I don't quite know what I think about this, if I'm being honest. Trans-disabled people are people who are able-bodied, yeah. but identify as disabled people. Okay. And there is prior history to this. There's been a woman who has willingly had an operation to blind herself because she believed she should be blind. Yeah. Um. And I believe it was a gentleman, but I could be wrong, who deliberately mutilated his leg to the extent that the doctors had to remove it so that he'd only have one leg. But surely that's a mental thing rather than a... Well, that is the question. At what point does... Not being, not identifying with your body, because once upon a time people would have said transgender people were mentally disturbed. Yeah, we all we all know transgender people are not mentally disturbed. That is not the case. No, it's not. Can the same thing be said about trans disabled people? People who literally want to mutilate their bodies because they identify as disabled? No, that's just throwing in a whole new category, isn't it? It's throwing in a whole new category side by side, isn't it? And it's you can't dismiss one because in dismissing one it takes away some credibility the other. Mm. That's a tricky situation. It's really, a very tricky situation. Where do you go from there? No, absolutely. And like I said, this woman who, quote-unquote, identified as blind and therefore had an operation to deliberately blind herself. Because you can't say, no, you're not allowed to do that. Because that's like trying to say, well, okay, you're a male, you want to become a female, it's you can't very, do that. It's very difficult to say you can't alter your body to fit how you believe you should be. Yeah. Because... We all know what a struggle people like trans people have already gone through to yeah. actually get some rights in yeah. that kind of area. It's It would be very dangerous to do anything that could undermine that. But I also feel a bit uncertain about, for example, allowing someone, again, th- I'll take this this um, woman, I can't remember her name off the top of my head, but this woman who deliberately blinded herself, I'll take her as an example. It feels a bit tricky also to allow her to willingly blind herself, make herself unable-bodied, as it were. Yeah. And then use my tax money to draw disability? Mm-hmm. Because, like, you don't want to take the decision away, but in doing that, you also... It's not just affecting you, it's affecting... Mm. I'm entirely happy with my money to go to people who've been wounded... Yeah. ...or people who were born with some kind of issue they can't help. Yeah. I'm not so sure how I feel about money I've earned going to someone who's deliberately done it to themselves. Yeah, like, basically self... Well, again, if it was someone with with, like... Um, identifiable depression or yeah. let's say even like some sort of suicidal issue yeah. again I'd be happy for my money to go to help them because they want, usually people like that want to get better Yeah. you know I mean there was a statistic and I, I'm going to misquote it because I can't recall it's totally off the top of my head and I hadn't quite expected the conversation to go this way <laughs> but I think it was something like of, of survivors of people jumping off bridges about half of them regretted their decision halfway down yeah you know, even a lot of people in that state don't necessarily want to do it, but it's it's 
Or not, not seems, certain they want to do it. It seems the easiest way out for everything that's happening to stop. Yes. Speaking from my own personal experience. Yes. But yes. So it's it's horribly, horribly difficult. And I don't, I don't even pretend to know enough to be able to say what the right answer is. But then to a certain extent, it's like... A lot of people's immediate reactions are they can't, you know, they can't do this, you can't let them. Yeah. And sure as hell don't support them in it. But like I said, following that movement does risk undermining other people... Who actually need help? Well, yeah, and other people who would then be equated. Yeah. Like I said, if you start, if you start outlawing that, it, sets a pre- it could potentially set a precedent, precedent? Precedent. Precedent. For people to then start undermining trans people. Yeah. And Christ knows they've already had enough trouble. They don't need us creating more for them. Agreed. <laughs> I don't have an answer. If anyone does have an answer, I'd love to hear it. As long as it's not, kill the people, or they're all rubbish. Mm. Um, there will be no hate on this podcast. Thank you very much. Well, apart from us hating each other, but yeah. that's fine. No, I hate you. I hate you too. That's why we're both here. But if anyone does have any insights or suggestions, I'd love to hear them. Mm. And if you know anyone who's gone through that scenario, I'd love to hear it as well. Because, I mean, it's that's difficult. Is a rare it? scenario, then, Yes. It? But it's difficult. Is it a mental illness? Is it... What is it? Hmm. I just don't know. Because I don't want to go, no, it's just <laughs> stupid. Because you, you, you can't. You can, but you can think it, but it's like... It's a bit of a slippery like, slope. It's like, who are you to stop them doing what they want to do? Well, you can't... You Yeah, it's also... It's a very, very dangerous to just uh, look down on people because you don't understand them. Because mm. the world is filled with people I don't understand. If I look down on all of them, I'll never get anything else done. Whereas I can safely say, for the woman who blinded herself, that... That's not fair, in the sense that okay, it was your decision. You feel like you should be blind, but now you are blind. You can't be self-sufficient. You need to rely on help. You need to rely on support, and someone's got to pay for that. Absolutely. And if you can't work, unless you do like, it's not fair for other people to have to pay for that decision you've made. But then at the same time, it's like okay, if you draw the line there, so mm. and you say, oh, it's all right if someone wants to take if, a leg if, off because mm. you know it's less of a. Well, then if you draw a line, someone's always going to want to push it one way or the yeah. other. It's very dangerous to set a precedent for anyone, I think. It is. Well, that's a, that was an interesting... Um, yeah, that was a bit deep and dark. So how about we move on to some slightly funnier things? <laughs> yes, let's move on to some funny stories. Let's go to what's going on, shall we, Mr Callum? Yes. Did you want me to start with mine, or...? Yeah, why not? Hit me. Okay, this was my news title, and I believe it's something you could probably relate to. Okay. It is The Grave of the Fetford Vampire. <laughs> I'm going to slap you with a dead fish. Has it got to be dead? I don't have any live fish. Oh, true. I've probably got some breaded cod in the freezer. I can slap you with one of those. Excellent. Excellent. (laughs) Cod slap. Right. (laughs) So, this is a uh, story you could say, sink your teeth into. Oh. Uh, Oh, no. (laughs) (sighs) Did that insult draw blood? Didn't deserve to see the light of day, I know that much. (laughs) Uh, right, okay. <laughs> so there wasn't too much detail. We'll have to do a bit of background check on it as well. Okay. And it says, A skeleton was unearthed in Fetford, and it appeared to have been a buried vampire ritual. Okay, what's a buried vampire ritual, Callum? It's basically where the people are either placed face down, decapitated, yeah. and with a stake thrust through the heart. Really? To prevent them from coming back from the dead from their grave. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Uh, it was a Saxon burial ground. So that would be before before a thousand AD. Yep, yeah. and it said it appeared to be from the 
French Mercure era of 1693. Oh, I thought the Saxons were way off, way before that. That's what I did, but it just says in here, in where there was a strong belief in vampires. Okay. And apparently many other bodies have been discovered, decapitated with stakes in their hearts throughout the years. So someone's actually buried this person thinking they're a vampire. Yeah. And taken steps to make sure they can't rise again. Yeah. Pretty much. I was taking notes for when, you know, you finally perish. Although I'd want... I'm not a vampire. I'd want want you to come back. You just look old. Anyway. um... (laughs) Moving swiftly forward, please. Um, That's pretty much it. But they said they have found more bodies in more recent years with bricks, like, pressed between the teeth. What? Recently? Like within recent like, years, from like going up from, I guess, 1693. Oh, okay. So that maybe like the 1800s. That's a, bit, that's a bit harsh. You're already dead. You don't need a brick shoved in your mouth. Yeah, apparently they were pressed into the mouths of supposed vampire corpses. Do you know, I've heard of the several vampire rituals. I've never heard of shoving a brick in their mouth. <laughs> of course you've heard of several vampire rituals. Anyway, sir, that is my news story for the day. We have not had any more sent in. No, not that I know of either. Not this week. We've had several for the last few weeks. We've been spoiled the last we, few weeks. We have. Although, to be fair, we did use them two days ago. That is true. Yes. We haven't left a lot of time. So, happily for me, we're not using my phone today, which means I get to use my phone for my news stories. And you get the browse. Sorry. This one is kind of serious, but kind of not. But the... Um, the <laughs> The title's got me, I'm going to be honest. The title, once I read the title, it's like, I can't leave this out. Let's hear it, sir. If heatwave hits 42 degrees centigrade, bees may ejaculate themselves to death. <laughs> That's funny, but it's not funny. It's, there are large parts it's of not funny, we like bees, yeah. Insects being able to pollinate, pollinate plants is, is quite significant for our environment. But ejaculate themselves to death. Does that mean that they're so hot that they just? Well, effectively, from what I've from what I've garnered from my reading, the information you've gathered of a bee ejaculation. Yes, is that bees try and maintain a constant body heat of thirty five degrees centigrade. They yeah. can regulate their body heat up until probably forty forty two. When it gets to forty two or higher, that's when they start to break down. In the same way as that, for example, cats can't regulate their body heat over thirty seven degrees, and yeah. so on and so forth. Every living being has and has a heat limit that it can or can't handle. Yes. Bees, in particular, are forty two degrees. And if they're subject to that temperature for a sustained period of time, it doesn't say in point. It says someone sent us a rose. Oh, thank you very much. Is it Jody? They're not there sense? anymore. Yeah, it was Jody. <laughs> That's a penny. <laughs> anyway, moving back to bees. So when so when male worker bees are subjected to particularly high temperatures, their bodies begin to convulse, which forces them to ejaculate their abdomen-sized penis equivalent out of their body and die from shock. So the genitals are usually stored inside their abdomens. When they get too hot, it literally gets shot out and kills them. It's not funny. <laughs> it's not the way I'd choose to go. I thought that was a picture of a bee penis then. It is. Oh. <laughs> okay, that's quite funny. So this is, yeah, six. So they estimate that within six hours of the temperature being sustained at 42 degrees, which is not actually necessarily that likely, 
but possible. It was like that on that Tuesday. Uh, no, we didn't actually hit 42 in England. It hit 40 point something, I think. My head felt it, I'll tell you that much. So after six hours at 42 degrees, it, they estimate that a hive would lose about half of its worker drones, which is quite a lot. Yeah. But interestingly enough, if you are interested, or a beekeeper, or whatever, um, some methods to potentially preserve them include coating beehives in a protective polystyrene cover. Okay. Um, in a protective polystyrene cover. Polystyrene. Yeah. Um, which acts as an insulator, obviously, and helps keep the inside of the heat cool, because polystyrene is not particularly good at conducting heat. Yeah. Um, another method devised by by a beekeeper by the name of Emily Huckster involved providing each colony with a feeder full of cane sugar syrup to act as, not even cane sugar, a feeder full of sugar syrup to act as a bee cooling station. Ooh. I have a quote here that says, bees will naturally go to find water to bring back to the hive and fan it with their wings to cool down, which achieves evaporative cooling much like we do when we sweat. If you give them a syrup or something similar nearby, it should achieve the same thing, and the sugar actually um, motivates them to take it down and back to where it should be faster. So if you have bees, or you know someone who has bees, if the heat continues to rise in the local area, or we have another heat wave, that is something you can do. Unfortunately, it is, a, it is something we might have to be more aware of if global climate change continues. On that topic, by the way, very briefly, I've signed up to a carbon neutral charity. Ooh, which one? Uh, Carbon Neutral Britain, unsurprisingly. You want to look at me being British. Yes. Um, and I pay them £7 a month or something, and effectively it should offset my carbon footprint. What do you mean? So uh, all the money I pay them, it's estimated that actually in terms of cost, it wouldn't cost the average person more than £15 a year to offset their carbon output. Yeah. But the money I pay them goes towards green projects, okay. replanting forests, and other carbon trapping. Okay. Schemes, yes. Schemes. Other carbon trapping schemes. So, if you or anyone you know would like to do any more for the environment, obviously you can do the basic things like drive less, recycle more. I hadn't even thought about it until recently, but there are also carbon neutral schemes you can actually put some money towards, and that also will help keep our planet a little bit safer. Sounds quite heroic, sir. You could do it easily enough. True. £7 a month. It's not that much. I, spend... I think you could afford that. I, I think I can afford £7 a month as well, mate. <laughs> I pay £10 an hour TV, which I never use. Absolutely. So, yeah, I would urge people to do what they can to keep our planet safe and to keep our bees alive. However, moving on from that, I do have one more story for you, which is does not have such severe implications and is just a little bit more fun all round. Excellent. Let's hear it. Drunk one-man protest after not being let into room ended when he got the wrong hotel. That sounds like something I'd do. <laughs> it does sound like something you'd do. So because there have been no criminal charges, his name hasn't been released, so yeah. I couldn't release it even if I wanted to, which, as he hasn't been charged, I wouldn't. Yeah. The unidentified man was approached by police in front of a hotel because he just lay down in front of it on the floor in protest, refusing to move because the staff wouldn't let him in. After a long conversation with him, in Dorset this was, it turned out that he was at a Premier Inn. Yeah. But Bournemouth has five. <laughs> so he went back to the wrong inn. Basically. He went back to the wrong Premier Inn. They wouldn't let him into the room he didn't have. So he laid outside 
on the street in protest for several hours until the police found him and moved him along. Did they move him to his correct hotel? They did. Excellent. All's well that ends well. He's fine. They're fine. Nothing awful happened to anyone. I just quite like the idea. That wonderful drunk logic that says the hotel staff won't let me into my room. I must definitely be right, therefore I shall lie down outside in the street until they let me in. Stubbornness. It's beautiful. I love people, I really do. They're mental and they're frustrating, but they do some wonderfully amusing things. They do indeed. Anyway, that's all I've got in terms of what's going on. So before we move into our riddle answers... Yes? Is there anything else you would like to discuss, Mr Callum? Probably not, unless we do some more uh, funny staff moments. If you have any funny staff stories, I'd be happy to tell you. I have one. I do have one. You obviously heard it in person. So we had a member of staff once come in, and I believe she was speaking to you, Lee. You said, um, did you know, we'll say, Chef A Mm. was Jewish. Uh. (laughs) And, And their response was, Jewish, I thought he was French. Yes. Yes, I remember that. Yes, a little member of staff of ours who didn't realise that religion and nationality were not the same thing. <laughs> I just every time I think about that, it just I'm, I'm afraid he misquoted slightly. He said he can't, she said he can't be French, he's Jewish. Oh, that's the one, yes. <laughs> yes, that was, oh, I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> so that's my funny one for today. Quite short and sweet, but... Yes, mine's a little longer. Because we had a, and I kind of feel bad about it in hindsight. We had a lad who I'm not again. I'm not going to name, obviously. But if you're listening, no, you've reached. You've reached in for me. Your your story will launch. Will will continue forevermore. Your peak of fame's up here now. He was, he was a good lad, and I liked him. But he thought it very much in straight lines. Um, on this particular occasion, I'd sent him out. We'd had some rain. <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. We'd had some rain, um, so everything out there was a bit damp. It dried off, so I asked him to take some time in between service, to just get out there, dry all the tables, get them ready for the following service. He was probably out there for 15 minutes when it started to rain again. Normal human response to this would be to go, oh bother, it's raining, I'll come back in. Yeah. This chap, let's call him, let's call him David. Yeah. David's response was not that. David's response was to continue to dry tables in the rain <laughs> for another solid half hour. Perhaps a kinder person than I would have called him in. <laughs> the stupid person would have called him in. That's hilarious. Yes, I very patiently watched him to see how long he would continue going around drying tables for. <laughs> <laughs> Again, a solid half hour of drying and redrying tables in the rain. That's just funny when you think about it. Bless him. He was a good lad, but he was, yeah, he, he thought very much in straight lines. Mm. I had him polishing barrels in the cellar once as well. You did? Yeah. <laughs> I miss him. He was fun. Mm. Anyway, anyway, I think we'd better talk about our riddles, Mr. Callum. Yes, we should talk about our riddles. Have you had time to contemplate an answer to mine? Uh, just refresh my memory. So again, I'm going to remind you and our dear listeners, the names... Or the letters of the names or anything. Not relevant, not important. Do not yeah. worry about them. Derek, Darren and Dean all call me their brother. But I am an only child. Who are we? Adopted. <laughs> I quite like that idea. That's not... Yeah. Of course that's what you'd go for. Anyway. 
Do you think Callum's right? Do you think Callum's wrong? Well, tell us next week. It's obviously wrong. That's the only thing I can think of. It's not that funny. Given you are adopted, I'm not surprised that's also something that immediately came to your mind. I am indeed. Right, you ready for my meal? My meal? <laughs> the more you cut me, the bigger I get. What am I? <laughs> I've forgotten about that. It still makes more no sense to me. The more you cut me, the bigger I get. Hair. Okay. That That's Lee's answer. If you guys have any other answers, do let us know. I'm not happy with my answer, but it's all I can think of. I'm not happy with my answer. <laughs> bloody, anyway. Bloody Derek. <laughs> we'll let you... <laughs> we'll give you the answers next week, and we'll let you know if we were right or wrong, and we'll let you know if you were right or wrong. In the meantime, Callum, I think we'd better go into how to contact us. I think we should. So, we are on Facebook, which is Expresso Babe. And just to reiterate, that's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-O, Babe. It is indeed. We're also on TikTok. If you're watching us live already, you'll know that. Which is Expresso Babe, the podcast. That is all one word. It is indeed. We are also on Instagram, which is Expresso underscore Babe underscore we are indeed and you can catch us on email if you if you like using email which is expresso.babe at yahoo.com and last and definitely least we are on twitter which is expresso underscore babe it is indeed though actually callum i have an exciting piece of news for you yes and what is that sir we also now have a youtube yes which you can find by searching expresso babe this, this is news to me, mate. Very nice. News to you. Well, that is a very exciting news for us, and it is exciting news for you guys. One last thing I'd like to request. If you have been listening today, and if, if you've enjoyed it, please do leave a review with your podcast provider. It helps us. It helps more people get involved. It helps the podcast. I mean, what is there not to like? Absolutely. All that remains, Callum, is to say, always a pleasure. And it's never a chore. And we'll see you folks next week. Bye-bye. Bye.